I'd like my beer to taste like disappointment. Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm Tony of Woodland Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts, and tonight we have Jim of the Tradesman Channel. What's going on, boys? Not much. How you doing, bud? Right. The very best. <laughs> boy. So we'll start this show off like all shows by thanking our sponsors. I'll take the time to thank Sabretooth. If you go to sabretooth.com, you can save 10% using code WH on all your power carving discs, spurs, whatever you need to get power carving today. They're fantastic tools. I use them. You should too. And I'll take a moment to thank our sponsor, Maritime Knife Supply, your one-stop shop for makers, your home for abrasives, steel, tools, and more. Save on shipping by getting everything from one supplier. You can find him at uh, maritimeknifesupply.com and .ca. Our newest sponsor is Chapman Manufacturing. And if you go to their Instagram at ChapmanMFG, you can see all the screwdriver sets you have. They're fantastic. They're made proudly here in the U.S. of A. And, uh... That's another tool I use, and you should too. If you use code Working Hands, you can get fifteen percent off there. So, Jim, what is going on? I just spent the day in the shop wrapping up some tool orders and dicking around with some knives, stuff like that. Other than that, work, work, work. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. What were you making today? One of those timber slicks? Yeah, a couple of inch and a half chisels. I had some orders for, trying to get those out. Now they're getting there. Get a little nicer every one we make. It's always fun. Yeah, definitely. The last one off the assembly line is always the best one, right? Oh, it is until the next round of orders comes through, and then we'll be scrambling for time again. But that's the way she goes. Yeah. What are you writing down there, Tony? <laughs> I feel like you're taking you notes on us. No, I'm not taking notes. I'm just writing dates down, just trying to get stuff right in my head. Tony, are you wearing uh, PJ pants? Uh, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> That's kind of embarrassing for a podcast, don't you think? At Not least really. he's wearing pants. Yes, I'm wearing pants. That's good. Well, I'm sitting in my bed right now because it's a quiet room, so you don't even know what I'm wearing underneath. So I, I, here we go. <laughs> don't show yeah, us. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just oh, trying to I... help you guys out. You know, you said video's not recorded for this, and, uh, no. I have the right to expose my hairy ass legs. So, <laughs> no, I spent most of uh, today working on that uh, that birch burl table I've been working on. So I finally got it uh, cleaned up as far as the bark and stuff is concerned. And then uh, I started the flattening process with the little homemade flatteners or slab flatten. I don't know, jig something. <laughs> I don't know what you'd call it. It's a, jig. it's a one-time use kind of thing using um, the uh doing a router sled yeah using a router sled for it. yeah yeah so testing out this that triton router that i bought there a few few weeks ago or a month ago or so it's working pretty good nice. I, actually, I got a picture of it there tonight uh i put i got a four foot level out there that i just put across the the slab and you can't see daylight and i'm like perfect that's that's gonna that's be awesome. good that's gonna be good enough so and i and i'm not down to like an like it was a three or three and a half inch slab it's still like three so it's it's still got quite a bit of meat there so i'm pretty happy with that i want it to be as thick as possible it's now what are you uh you stabilizing the burl with anything 
Uh, not really. Just going to finish it. I have some uh, Rubio to finish it. So and that's going to look nice. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, it's it's cleaning up really nice. Um, it's going to have some nice color to it because just that burl had so much just different colors running through it. So, And then the whole yeah. shape of it is quite abnormal, so that kind of adds to it. There was bark right through the middle of it, and it's uh, it's quite a piece. Yeah, birch burls are amazing. There's some beautiful grain in birch. Yeah, you don't hear much about it, but it's definitely something I think more people should use. Is that a wood on the softer side? I've never used birch for anything. Yes. Yeah, it's a little bit softer. It actually makes a good longbow, believe it or not. Yellow birch does. Yeah, and that's what that's what this is is uh, is yellow birch. Yep. So, I don't know if I'd ever see a white birch get that big. Like even with the burl, it's still like white birch never seems to get that big. Yeah, no, it rots rots from the inside out. It seems, at least from what I've seen down here. Yeah, the Adirondacks. It'd be the same. I remember we had a white birch in our yard. It was, I'd say, two feet at the butt, and I think. We ended up cutting it down because it was just in the way and started rotting on us. So, but I remember yep. remember that as a kid. And every other white white birch tree I've ever seen has been just small, spindly stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I think I've only ever seen white. It's always punky. You know, the wood is always punky. Pitch the ground doesn't take long. That's for sure. Yeah, well, that's for sure. So, Keith, what have you been doing? Not much. Not much at all. I don't know. Right around looking grumpy. Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. isn't that my MO? It is. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you look at you think, wow, what a miserable little prick. And then you get to know him and you think, man, what a miserable little prick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty much how it goes. Yeah. The uh, No, I made a fly swatter this week just playing around with that leather tattoo machine. Um, I thought I saw a post about that. Did you post about that? Yeah, yeah, I posted nice. yesterday, I think. It is, uh, it's a silly thing to do, but I just wanted to try it out, so I did it. We're grown yeah. men talking into a computer right now, putting pictures on Instagram and YouTube. We're all silly men. <laughs> There's no That's such true. thing as silly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, today I didn't, I wasn't home all day, so I didn't do anything in the shop. But no. Yeah, not much going on for me. Not much at all. Just wait for this damn winter to be done, aren't we? Yeah. It, 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 I don't know what it's like for you guys, uh, like, to the north of me, but it hasn't been that cold this year. Like, winter has just been, like, if it's going to be winter, let's get it real cold. Let's get some snowstorms in. We got a couple, like, failed snowstorms. It hasn't been that cold. It hasn't killed off the bugs. Still finding ticks on my dog if we go for a walk, and Ugh. he wanders off into a field somewhere. Like... That's two years in a row where it hasn't killed off the ticks, so it's going to be a nightmare. That's no good. Yes, it will. Yeah, we we've had a hell of a storm going up here the last couple of days. I think we got about a foot today, and just keeps going. Won't leave us alone. So this is what it is, I guess. Yeah. See, I would like to get a foot of snow. Well, come on up. We'll send it down your way. You (laughs) got to move up to the Canadian border, man, and you get all that bullshit from Canada one day. One day I'll move up. One day. That's good for you. It's quiet. Yeah. It's quiet. Anything to get out of where I'm at. (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is I can't work up there. 
it's not enough work. Man, it's tough. I'm, I'm lucky at what I do. Very lucky. But I'm all over the damn place. Never ends. They got Tony. I mean, I don't know how they they do dirty stuff with their sisters up where he's at. It's, it's <laughs> odd. Easy now. Odd place. Odd <laughs> place. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's not that bad. <laughs> no. Who's more north? You guys are probably like in line with each other, no? I don't know. He's so, uh, probably further north than I am, to be honest. Really? I'm up on uh it'd be on the St. Lawrence River. So I'm looking at uh I'm looking at Ontario right across out the back window of the shop. Yeah, you're you Oh you're would... right on the border, huh? Yeah. Right on the border, yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were that far up. I thought yeah, it was so a joke you... when you said, Oh, I'm on the border. <laughs> I just thought you meant you gotta go all the way up to I'm about a about a mile as the crow flies. Wow! So if you uh, if you look where Lake Ontario and the St. Lawrence River meet, that's that's where my area. That's where I live, up there. No, oh, yeah, I, I guess I would be further north, but not by much. Yeah, you're just a lot closer to the coast, aren't you? Yeah, I'm I'm basically on the coast, so that's that's what does it for us. That like my parents have snow and everything, and they're their temperatures are a lot colder, but here, because we're so close to the water, we get a lot less snow and the temperatures are not nowhere no. near as, uh, as rough. Nice. Although every now and again, we'll get, we'll get the minus 30 days here and there, but not very often. Yeah. And that's been a good warm one this year. I don't like polar bears anyway, so I don't mind it being a little bit warmer. Yeah. <laughs> that's a funny thing. Cause they're actually starting to see them in Newfoundland now. They're starting to make their way south. I've heard that. That uh, that ought to be interesting. One of those newfies will end up picking a fight with one. I'll bet you. Guy probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely a scary thought to think of some thousand-pound animal wandering through the streets of any town. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Would somebody say they've been interbreeding with grizzly bears in some some parts of Canada? Whether yeah, if that's true or not. The uh, so I saw a documentary on that. So I mean, for them to make a documentary, I'd say it's more than plausible. Uh, well, what they said was there was someone shot one, and it was a white coated grizzly. It gotcha. had the face and the everything. the The anatomy was a grizzly, but it was white. And it wasn't an albino, so so that's uh, that's something that's happening, I guess, up there. It's crazy to think how much bigger a polar bear is than a grizzly. Not oh, nuts, isn't it? Yeah, I could not imagine. <laughs> not imagine. <laughs> yeah. One of those one of those things when you're a teenager, you're like, yeah, I think I could take a bear. And then, <laughs> and then, and then you really look at it as you get older, and it's like, my God, I wouldn't have a hope in hell. <laughs> no. No, I'd be terrified to take on a raccoon, to be honest with you. What animal do you think you could take on? Earthworm. <laughs> What's the an earth... biggest animal you think you could take on? Robin, bluebird, maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. They're kind of shifty. They are shifty. They're very shifty. A crow would get all his buddies, so you can't beat a crow. No, you can't beat a crow. My kids are animals. Do they count? No, they're too easy. They're humans. Yeah, but they'll listen at some point. Nah, nah. Not <laughs> worth a damn. They're turning into cats. Teenagers, you know? 
Yeah. An angry house cat. I don't think that's, that's, uh, that's danger. <laughs> yeah. I got a mother-in-law. She, she should count for an animal. <laughs> they don't call murder kittens for nothing. No, no, no. This is taking an odd turn. <laughs> it it, it always does. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I don't know how to get this back on track. Well, what do you want to talk about? I mean, we, we got all the Maker's Camp stuff that's coming up for this year. All Are you that going to any of the intensives? Uh, probably just the timber. And again, once I find out when it is, it'll be, yeah, I would imagine. Know, yeah. yeah, that one's to be determined. I haven't talked to Justin much in a little bit. You know, he's so busy with wrestling tournaments that I'm not even sure what we're building this year. We'll see what develops. I think we were thinking about doing a crock frame, but what we're is, doing what is what's a, a cruck, what is a crock frame? So crock frames when you have two curved timbers, four in total, that are going to go from the ground all the way up to the peak, and then you kind of frame around that. Almost looks like an A frame, but you incorporate it into the frame, so it's very strong. So yeah, almost, got it. Almost like two arches coming in. Yes. Yeah. Got it. So you have to find very specific trees, and if if he wants to do that, I hope he uh, lets me know soon so I can find the trees, but we'll see what develops. Do you find all the timber for that? No, uh, usually Austin, he is a sawmill guy that yeah. finds it, but I cut in about a 2,000-acre patch of woods in the southern Adirondacks, and uh, I might have a little better luck. I can kind of find exactly what we're looking for and then put it on my sawmill and mill it out the way we need depending on if that's what we're doing or not but i'd love to take my sawmill down there for the timber and it's nice for cutting joinery and things of that nature oh really no yeah nice for cutting big tenons makes it a lot easier but of course i guess that takes the fun out of everybody hitting with chisels and curfing the hell out of everything too doesn't it (laughs) well yeah but uh, you could still practice that and then do a bigger structure that way. Oh, yeah. Well, right. we um, we talked about, Austin and I have talked a little bit about a bigger structure, but it may not be, might not be for a while. And it might be tough time and place because you're trying to pack so much into one weekend and then trying to raise what you can at Maker's Camp. Of course, this year that frame went up fast and that was, that was real fast. I think we all knew about the impending weather. So. <laughs> yeah, we did. I mean, yeah, that was fear. Justin yeah. running around on Friday, just like, hey, we're going to put it up today. I'm like, today? You're going to start today? <laughs> and he's like, no, we're going to put it up today. And but, uh, what was it, like two and a half hours from start yeah, to finish? It was pretty fast. Now, we did so much cleaning up of the joinery at the timber end and just test fitting everything that just makes all the difference on raising day. Yeah. Makes everything nice. You go to a timber frame guild event and they'll take a weekend just testing joinery, you know, before the big raising. So that way when you have everybody in place, you're not running around with things halfway in the air trying to make everything fit. Makes it a lot nicer. Yeah. It is fun though. That was my first one was this year. Was it? Yeah. That Timberin was a good time. I, I enjoyed that probably a little more than Maker's Camp, to be honest with you. It's a different vibe, yeah. yeah All the intensive good. classes like that are different. But like the Timberin and not, not, what's it called? The Group Forge, where yep. everyone's working on to one goal, is like a um, 
I don't know if it's can't be to say, but it's kind of like a unifying event, like everyone working towards one goal. Oh, yeah. It's different than like at Maker Camp where you're just kind of hanging out. That's where you, what's neat about it is where you get to know everybody. I mean, Tony, you and I, we had some hours of conversation logged in this year in October. <laughs> Two, that three, one. First yeah. night's always a little rough, you know, a little incoherent and a little embarrassing, but after that, you get into it. <laughs> yeah. That's why you got to go up Thursdays, like the teaser night. You get yes. that out of the way. That's then... what I did. And I felt it all day Friday. I can tell you that because I'm not one of those people to do that very often. <laughs> Amateur hour over here. Oh, big time. <laughs> big time. Yeah. Rather, rather pathetic, really. Yeah. Thursday, Thursday was a time to get, uh, seemed like everybody was geared up to drink. So that was, that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I, I mean, smell a lot of IPAs that are rolling around that place. That's disgusting. Oof. I don't know how people do that. Uh, I can't. No. Oh, David Beckwith. He's running oh. around with, holy cow, all that cat piss. That's what it smells like. I don't know. It's, it's like 12%. He's just drinking them like they're water. Oh, <laughs> nasty stuff. Nasty. I'd like my beer to taste like disappointment, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use that one. I like that line. Yeah. I use it for a lot of things. So. <laughs> Disappointment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be up at the Blackthorn this weekend. Now, what's doing... going on this weekend? Silversmithing. Nice. Yeah. I'm nice. Taking, I'm taking along. My wife has taken the class. I'm just going to be up there. So. Should be fun. He's the eye candy. He's always the eye candy. You know it. I've been thinking about him since the maker swap. He's like that little old man on the sidewalk. You're driving too fast. Don't touch the table. (laughs) You guys do a fantastic job with that. I do not know how you keep all that straight. A lot of planning. It's got to be a lot of planning. A lot of planning. It doesn't seem like. A lot of cursing and swearing. Yeah, there's a lot of cursing. Totally no. in front of it on the back end, screaming, yeah, no. but, yeah, yeah. Well, you do well. You do well with it. Very well with it. That's that's a pretty cool event. I think a lot of people they really look forward to that. Pretty neat to see what folks make. Yeah, it's fun. We like it. You're forcing everybody to up the game every year. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they're forcing the the up of the game. That's uh. Well, I think it's all you, the last Tony. Years. I think no. it's all you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just there scaring people. <laughs> yeah, I saw you swearing at the people. You're turning that in? God, what is that? Was... Yeah, Tony's brutal. Oh, yeah. he's awful. They say he's Canadians so nice. are, are all sweet, but they're not. They're brutal. No, no, they're he not. Makes they're horrible. Everyone that comes through, it's almost like, uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, have, I have an issue. And that's just what he says when you're there. When you walk away, you should really hear what he really says. <laughs> See, last time I walked away from Tony, I could feel his eyes burning holes through my pants, and that was really awkward feeling. I just, <laughs> that was so awkward. You didn't know He's Canadian. a power Well, Canadians have x-ray vision, you know. That's part of it. Oh, I know. I know. I could feel it. <laughs> I could feel it. It was very, it was interesting. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was He's an odd fella, Keith. I don't know how you hooked up with him, but he is a very odd man. <laughs> Maker Camp in 2019. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Do not call him Letter Kenny. Uh, that's all. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think you uh, you jumped a bit that day. <laughs> nice. Would you I call him Wayne or Glenn? I I don't know. I you I, just I said Letter really Kenny. Watch the show. I just called him Letter Kenny. <laughs> Uh, um, I'd only heard about the show like two weeks prior and I get there and I meet a Canadian that looks like Tony, which looks just like the guy in letter Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> and I called him letter Kenny and he was very displeased. I, I thought letter Kenny was a, a popular show in Canada. Apparently it's not well liked. Wow. So. He, he looks more like a bubbles to me, really. More bubbles or that's about Ricky, right. Maybe. Just me and my shopping carts and my kitties. So is this what you do every week, Tony? You come on here just to get abused? That's basically Please. it. Yeah, I get I get abused quite a bit. I cry a lot. I don't blame you. <laughs> See, the best Canadians are the ones who have their self-esteem kept in the basement where it belongs. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Don't worry. We edit out the sobbing, so... <laughs> Poor Tony. Can't have nothing. Can't have nothing. Yeah. So anybody done any metalworking? Anything anything along those lines? No. I um I do have to fire up my forge because I have a uh copper ladle I started a long time ago and I want to do a steel handle for it. And uh that, I think that's next on the list. Nice. Um, yeah. so just a small project, but I gotta do it. Yeah, I haven't done any metal work in a while. It's been this uh, this table's taken up most of my time, uh, but the base is going to be metal, and that's the next thing. So that'll be, uh, well, sometime in March. <laughs> I gotta get that done. <laughs> a little bit more up your alley, though, right? Yeah, that'll be that'll be a little less a little less uh, time consuming. It won't be. I'll be able to get that done fairly quickly i hope it'll just be trying to get it tweaked and get everything flat so that it's you know level on the floor and stuff that'll be yeah. the, that'll be the big thing but i got some plans there too like i'm not going to put metal on the floor i'm going to put pads down and stuff so that'll give me a little yeah. bit of wiggle room so but it's going to be a pretty basic bend so it'll just be i'll make a jig on the on my welding table to fit to get my shape and then i'll I'll bend it on the on my welding table. Nice. Do you ever get your uh did you get your forge all squared away? Get it burning the way you want? Yeah, so I haven't really fired it much, but yeah, we were talking about that at camp where I was getting I did decided to get one of uh House's well, it's not his blower, but it's the blower that he uses for the Apollo. Um yeah, I got that all set up. Uh, probably I was I guess or late fall, I guess it would have been after camp. So, and, um, yeah, it burns a lot better. It just, and, and not just because we talked about it, like it burned well the way it was, but this gives me that fine tuning and that control that I was looking for. So I think it's in it. And I feel like it's going to make things a little bit more efficient because of the, the amount of air that this that yeah. blower is huge. Like it's way bigger than I expected as far as like its potential, like it's amount of the amount of air it moves. Cause the two inch that I had just, it was good, but it was loud and it just, it did what it needed to do. But then to then see this thing, like it's 
going from a Chevy to a Cadillac, like that kind of comparison. Like it's one did the job, this one does the job and is like really smooth and, you know, refined in a way. And, uh, yeah, it works great now. Um, I got no complaints whatsoever. That's awesome. They suck when they don't burn, right? There's no yeah. fun for anybody. Well, yeah, like I say, it was it, it was burning pretty good with the the other blower, but then to get the uh, this other, this new one, it just yeah, it's just made it like it's so easy to start it up and away I go. Nice. What are you running for a forge, Keith? Mister Volcano. Very nice. Nothing Top of that. the line. Oh, you'll be fine. It's all good. It burns. It gets metal hot, and that's all you need. Yeah, it works for me. I mean, I don't do much blacksmithing. I know you don't, but you have a lot of hammers, though. So many hammers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now that I have some nice ones, though, I should get rid of the other ones I have. But um, yeah, I don't. They just sit in a toolbox. They're not. They're not in my way. So no. But I do have a lot. Yeah, the Mister Volcano has its place. It's a great starter or like like true true hobby level. Like if you're just going to go out, you know, once a weekend, every, every few months kind of thing, it's great. Big market for that. You know, a lot of, a lot of hobbyists. I guess we're just a little more professional type hobbyist, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's uh, like a guy like me who um, may want to heat metal up every now and then it's perfect for, Yeah. If you want to be a blacksmith, like a hobbyist blacksmith, you probably don't want a Mr. Volcano. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it's do. kind of like Tony may want a uh, contractor grade table saw, like one of those little ones for the little bit of woodwork and he does. But as a hobbyist woodworker, I don't want that. It's the same. He needs it yeah. for its use every now and then. I need the the Mr. Volcano for its use every now and then. So it has its place. I, I, I mean, I guess you could use it. As a hobbyist blacksmith, depending on what size stuff you want to make, and so I I kin that one to like it's it's the entry or it's the uh, the gateway drug. No, that's yeah. what that's what tells you that's the you buy that for the hundred dollars or whatever it is now, and you you see if you like it, but you're also going to be able to do good work with it because it does. You're not sitting there battling with something that you've you've made yourself to yeah yeah, something that's you know could be hit or miss and possibly unsafe this is something that you put it together you do the refractory work which is pretty minimal if you've you know played in mud you can you can do you can (laughs) you can make that refractory um and and then yeah it's a good way to get started i i think and then that's that's when you make your decision on do i build something bigger like something like that i would have or or do you step it up and go to maybe you want a knife make so you go into those like two and three burner the longer ones yeah the the apollo that's out there and then there's a multitude of brands out there that are making them um so yeah what is the price jump though like obviously mr volcano is like true budget right yeah what well, is the price jump like to the mid-grade level like i don't even know what an apollo cost so i don't know and the exact would an price apollo of be apollo. like mid-grade or would that be like a decent like i don't so, know anything about blacksmithing to me 
the, the Apollo is the mid-level price, but you get something that's not mid-level. You do get something that's a bit better. Like you're getting something close to, you know, going out and buying like a, and, and I don't know how the quality is. I don't know if you've had any experience with like the NC forges and like the chili forges and those, like, I think you're getting something better than that with now. the Apollo. But, um, but then, yeah, like when I, that, that was the thing, like when I did mine, um, if I, I spent like about $500 to build mine, there was no Mr. Volcano option. And the next option up for me then was about $1,500 to get, you know, a, it was a professionally built one. And it, it's just, it, it's a lot for a hobbyist to, to go. I'm not sure if I really want to do this all the time, but I kind of like to try it. Like that's a big amount of money to put out there. No, it is. Especially in you. I'm so friggin' cheap. I don't, I have to make everything, even if it doesn't make sense. You ever get in that habit of spending three times as much to make something you could have just bought and been done with it? <laughs> it's the story of my life, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I I have it a little bit both ways. Like, like where I'm doing this, this table right now, like I probably could have saved myself, uh, hours upon hours had I purchased us like a, a flattening jig off the internet. I think, and because they're getting, I think they're getting fairly inexpensive, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, yeah, it was just, it was just going to be, I, I just figured out. So I just built it out of MDF and plywood and then was, you know, thankfully able to find a router for cheap on Facebook marketplace and borrowed a flattening bit from, from Nick. So I was, you know, cause I mean that bit, I, I don't even want to hazard to guess how much that bit would be. I don't know. I'd like that set up. Who's that? Who's the one at makers camp comes every year. In the last couple of years they've come, they've got the whole surfacing set up in one of the tent displays. That one looks pretty nice. They've got like the big two-inch slab surfacing bits for the router. I wish I could think of the name. Brent? That could be. Yeah. Um, I I think the bit I have that I borrowed is, I think it's a two-inch. And it's one of the ones that the the uh, the carbides spin. Like you can, you can turn them when they get dull or whatever, so... I told him no promises. It'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be in good shape when he gets it back. But <laughs> I'm fully prepared. If I break anything, I will I will pay for it. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, but all you're gonna have to do is buy the new carbide squares. They're not that bad. That's the yeah, beauty no. of those bits well, are very I mean, expensive. But then you only have to replace the carbide. You've never seen me with a machine. I mean, I who knows? I could bend the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I've seen you swinging hammers at the group forge. Yeah. Breaking top tools. So, well, I was, what I ran into today was I flat, I was flattening the, the jig and then I ran out of throw on the router because I put too much height on my sides. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to get that situated. And then I was looking at it. I pulled the bit out and I was looking at it. And I'm like, because I had sit it down into the collet and just so that it was on the back of the, like it was flush on the back of the collet, just guessing that's where it should be. And then tighten it down. And then when I pulled it out and looked at it, oh, there's a, I didn't see there's a line on the, on, 
it was perfectly where it should have been. I had not done any. I was like, do I pull this out further so I can just not cut this? And I was like, no, let's do it right. This is all borrowed stuff. Like, don't don't fuck around with it. It's, you know, it's it, it's a three horsepower router. It it can do some damage if something goes wrong. So, <laughs> anyways, I cut I cut the sides down a little bit more, and then, but it's it's going well so far. So I'm happy. I think I I think like two more passes on it, and I'll be I'll be done. But are you going to be done in time? I hope so. You enjoying woodworking? No, <laughs> um, I don't mind it. I I don't mind it. It's it's gone pretty well. Um, it's just it's out of my wheelhouse, and I don't. I don't know. I just I like the metalwork better. It's just something that my brain works with, and I just I've always had an easier time with metal. I've always enjoyed that more. It's an easier medium, I think. It is. I used to do a lot of woodworking, and once I I used to do a lot of timber framing for a while, and once I got the blacksmithing bug, a lot of that other stuff kind of... But I like making the tools. Never done any of the artistic things or anything like that. I love making tools, though. Yeah, that's always been a problem for me, too, is I, I don't want to do art, per se. I, I enjoy enjoy making something that someone's going to use. I, that's, yes. That's been a big thing for me. It's just when, when I'm trying to make something... If I'm out in the shop, I tend to, I have to have, whatever I'm making has to have a purpose. And that's part of my problem out there is I need to have something, whatever's under on the anvil has to be something that has a purpose, has, an, has a customer or, you know, I'm going to be the owner or whatever. It's got to have some, somebody in the end, it's got somebody's name on it and somebody's going to use it. And that's been always been a problem for me to, I can't go out and tinker until I have an actual use for what I'm going to, what I'm tinkering on. Yeah. I'm about the I same. I tinker all day. <laughs> yeah. You make some beautiful stuff down there. I know. You make, you make some good stuff. <laughs> it's all trash. Nah. Depends on who's looking at it. It's all you trash. Always look at, yeah. You always look at your own stuff like it's trash. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm a hack, Jim. Don't you know oh, oh, stop. You're just a grumpy leprechaun, but <laughs> you like you anyway. You're well, good at I what can, you do. I can see why woodworkers are grumpy because my back is wrote off after running that router <laughs> sled today. That's Well, that's why I say I have two more passes because I was getting, my back was starting to tighten up and I was getting kind of frustrated. And I'm like, if I don't stop now, I'm going to do something stupid. I'm going to run this bit down through this piece and it's going to be something that's not repairable i was like all right i just need to go and it was supper like supper was ready and i was like i am done for tonight like i could have finished it this evening but i was like no i need to like just back away still have some fun i still want to have fun with this i don't want to crush my <laughs> crush my soul trying to get this thing done there's a lot of that in woodworking though there's a well lot of like there is I, I, I want to be I want to be happy with what's in my living room when it's done. I don't want to be be like that fucking thing. Why the fuck did I? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I don't want I don't want that. I don't want that when I'm lit, sitting in my living room and putting my feet up on the coffee table and being like, but, why did I make this? I think that's why. Put 
I think that's why I think that metalworking is, I mean, it's not easier, but it's easier because you have a board stretcher in metalworking, right? You got a welder. Yes. You screw something up. You could just add to it, right? It's almost an additive, not always, but it's kind of like an additive thing where you cut a board wrong or you screw up a woodworking project and the last thing you're screwed. Like and then you're in the backyard yeah. yelling at the neighbor's dog, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, woodworking, it's working, woodworking is very like subtractive. Like that's everything I've done to that piece of burl has made it smaller. It's either been lightened up because now it doesn't have all the bark in it or now it's thinner because it doesn't have the, and, and that thinning because of the shape of it, it's actually shrunk the mm-hmm. top side of it is now smaller than it was i mean mi- like like a minuscule amount but it still has like when i took when i'm taking the la- the last few surfacing passes have taken the very edge top edge off so now it's just a little bit smaller than it was when i started yeah because of the outside shape of where the bark of where the bark was yeah cuz the yep. the edges are angular they're not straight up and down so when you take the top off it's just taken it's now shorter. Always taking wood and making it smaller. Yeah. That's woodworking. Yeah. It takes a long time to grow a damn tree, though. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. I don't know. So, so what else are you working on, Jim? Anything good? You know, I've been working on an entryway for my wife in the house for the last month because I'm very slow making shiplap and all that good stuff. And I hate house projects. I hate them with a passion. <laughs> Can't stand yeah. it. Wife never asked for them either, but so I'm lucky that way. They're good when you start, and they're great when you're done. Yes, it's just that bit in the middle of that actual sucks work, ass. yeah, where you you are ready to um, just end it. Oh yeah, <laughs> my sentiments exactly. Well, yeah. I get pissed if I'm not out in the shop doing something I want to do. You know what I mean? Because I'm a selfish brick that way, but. You know, yeah, house projects are tough, yeah. especially if it's like a, a needed thing. Like, if there's just a like a spare bedroom in the house and you got to work in that, and you could just do it whenever. Fine, sure. When you get the bug, you go and do it. But like, if you only have one bathroom and you got to get that bathroom done on a weekend, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like an I'm like an eighty percenter. I can get most jobs done to about eighty percent, and then it turns into well, I need this, and then it's like, well, the store's not, excuse me, the store's not open, so, uh, yeah, I guess we're done for today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, and then you and have then, to explain then it. it. Then it never gets touched. <laughs> so you're saying you might be like me, you've got that one piece of trim that's been lacking for 10 years, and she oh, doesn't bitch about it, so you don't put it up? That's more than one piece of trim. a boy. <laughs> It's eighty percent of the trim. Eighty percent, beautiful. Yeah, that's how. It, that's the eighty percent. I mean, it's only twenty percent done. <laughs> I, I'd get it done. I just avoid the project. Yeah. Right? Like we moved into this house five years ago, and I was going to redo the bathroom tile and stuff, and I just avoid the project. Like I'm not doing that. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, or like the laundry room has to be redone, which I have to do now because now I need a new washer. But like, <laughs> uh, well, the good thing is I need a new washer. So I'm going to take the washer and dryer and toss them. And then I have the empty room and then I'm going to tear it apart and redo it. Yeah, that's then, a whole lot of, whole lot and of then fun. And then order the that. new stuff. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's just like I just avoid starting it. Once I start, then all I want to do is get it done and over with. Yeah. But I will curse the entire time. <laughs> Things will get thrown. Tools will be broken. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'm I'm sure one of these days I'm going to break more bones in my hands because I just <laughs> punching stuff. But uh, I'll get it done. But if I'm working on somebody else's house, no problem. Easy oh, yeah. peasy. Yeah, Can't see it from my house. I don't care. <laughs> you do your let's, best work for everybody else too. I'll oh, bet yeah. you. Yeah. Let's start today. I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah. You know, when it's my house, then I have to live with that mess. Like I don't envy Chris Powell. He's been tearing up every room in his house. It's. I see that. Holy cow! He's going nuts over there too. Yeah, it's just miserable when you start it. You know. Yeah oh, my yeah. my my quality control for me is like a thirty second. For somebody else, like quarter inch. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah like if i was doing trim work or something it's like oh well, we got caulking don't we here we go well, that's <laughs> well, right the other thing is when it's your house right and you see a mistake right when it's somebody else's house that either asks you to help or or, or, or doesn't know what they're doing or, or, or doesn't know how good it could be when they see it that they just see the room is finished and they're okay with it when you know it could be better you see it every day because it's in your house. That's where it's a problem. Then oh, yeah. you stare at it every day. You'll look in that room and you only see that little gap, right? It could be a 30 second of an inch gap on the, <laughs> but you see it every day. And, and then it's like, Oh, that's annoying. Oh, that's, oh, where, yeah. that's where I'm at with this table. Like the bark that I've been tearing out of, out of it. Like I'm digging in with like little picks and I'm like into a spot that I can only see when I'm like down at the level of the table, looking down into one of the gaps that's in the table. And it's like, no one's going to see this, but yet I'm like, pick, pick, pick. (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. I'm not stopping. You're like the rain man of woodworking now. Oh man. I do have a different approach about things like that. Like if, if you're doing something and the wood's got like, like the wrong grain in one part, or like there's a knot hole that up, like a period that's just it's just what it is that's the material so at some point you just have to embrace the beauty of that right yeah the imperfections the wabi-sabi as they say and that's fine with me for some things but if it's something i did like if i cut the wood wrong or or doesn't line up the way i want that's when i start to get angry yeah i do that too my problem right now is i built this house when i was 25 years old Thought I knew everything. I didn't know jack and shit. And now I'm looking around at all this stuff I have to redo in my 40s. It's like, oh, why didn't I do that right the first time? Yeah. And now you got 20 years experience and you still don't know everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's yep. weird what happens as you get older. Oh, it's craziness, isn't it? Yeah. I, and... Apparently, I knew a lot more when I was younger. Because now I don't know anything. <laughs> Now my next my next big project in this house is probably going to be the kitchen. I'll probably do new kitchen cabinets. Been a while since I made a set. I've got a bunch of walnut and cherry milled up, and that will be the kitchen. More power to you. I do like cabinet work. I don't know it. It appeals to my nitpicky nature. I don't know. I don't mind building a cabinet. When I have to build all the cabinets for a kitchen, it just I've never done it, and I don't ever want to. I plan on getting fancy with it. Maybe some old painted over door hinges and shit like that. Just slap them on, tell everybody it's decorative. You know what I mean? You know, make no. it look real trashy. It'll be a new. It'll be a new trend on the old Instagrams. 
everything hung a little crooked, so some just, doors only close and stay yeah. closed, and some always open. Oh shit! Yeah, your plates kind of fall out a little bit. Your glasses hit the floor, but we'll make it a new trend. It'll be it'll be beautiful. We'll start a whole movement. It sounds like the cabinets I would build. See, see, there's there's two projects, bud, and we can we should get something going on the old Instagrams, you know, and see how many see how many people you can get to follow you off the cliff, right? <laughs> like social media buffalo herd. <laughs> More like social media lemmings. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm really not a nice person. I got to be honest with you. I, I think of a lot of terrible things. That's why we like you, Jim. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. I'm not that nice either. I, You know, well, the way you smile at everything that comes along, I, I thought there's a guy who's got his shit together. He's on Prozac. Who knows? <laughs> at least. It's a guy who should be on Prozac, but he's not. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even have hinges. He's not. Yeah, you got that perpetual dad look going. I like it. Perpetual dad look? That's <laughs> that a new perpetual one. that perpetual dad look. Just always angry. Always angry. Yeah, if one more person talks, they're gonna get an ass beaten, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Somebody says one more thing, I'm turning this car around. That's right. And I will <laughs> threaten it for the next forty miles until we get there, right? Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling though I would turn the car around. He probably would. <laughs> yeah, I I have turned the car around. <laughs> I swear one. a lot. The trick is to have your wife and kids drive separate from you. You know, be a real, real selfish bastard and enjoy that quiet ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the joys of shift work. I get to go to stuff just from work and or I'm sleeping and I have to get up and go or whatever. But I get a lot of quiet time in the car, which is nice. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's the best thing about shop time. Just the only noise you have is what you want to make. Generally have music on, though. Yeah. Not a boy. <laughs> what are you dancing to over there, Keith? Anything. Everything. Get a little little ABBA going in the background. Sometimes, yeah. Disco shit going on. I got a lot of disco boy. on my playlist. That a boy. Well, disco, some funk. I'm all over the place. Yeah, so oh. am I. And yes... When I'm in the shop by myself, there's no windows, and I do dance when I'm listening to the music, like an idiot. You're not dancing naked, though, right? I, I'm in the shop. Of course I'm naked. See? Yeah, at least you're <laughs> doing it right. <laughs> Why do you think there's no video of me actually making anything in my shop? <laughs> Instagram pulls it down immediately. Oh, man, you're going to get splinters and parts you don't want splinters in, man. You're going to have to explain that shit to the old lady. Who's to say I don't want the splinter there? <laughs> One of those. Why do you think I I can keep this grumpy face all he the likes, time? He likes pain. He looks like a hot wax kind of a guy. You know it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have Have you been? Are you on uh, Spotify? I am. Yeah. Do you get the? Do you see the new feature they have? They're calling it the day list. I just brought it up because you guys are talking no. about different music. So. It gives you a list of music every day, and then they they title it. And mine is Angst Alternative Night right now. And then the one before that was like Flannel Rock or something. I don't know. It's just it's hilarious. Flannel. Match your pants. 
Yeah, it was, yeah, they saw my pants. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to relax after a busy and tiring day of woodworking. Hey, buddy, you do you. It's all good. You fly, you fly that freak flag up there. <laughs> yeah, all right. I got to stay warm. This is a judgment-free zone, Tony. It is. It is. I mean, we're going to make fun of you, but it's judgment-free. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're going to forget about it in 10 minutes anyway, so what's the matter? Oh, no. Jim screenshot it. He screenshot it when you got up. So It's uh, on the interwebs now, buddy. Yeah, he may have already posted it. Yeah, could be. Could be. Next one's going to be Keith petting a puppy or something. We're going to blast that all over the internet. Totally fuck his image up. (laughs) There's plenty of me petting the the dog. (laughs) What a guy. I know. You can't have nothing. So that uh, that oil heater you got going on there. Oh, I love that thing. Is that working pretty good for you? I saw that. It, I was like, it looks pretty good. It burns. The, the The flame is so clean, I have to shut the shop lights off to look through the, the sight glass on it to actually see the flames. It's so blue. There's no smoke. No. And you can't. What's that? And that's burning. That's burning used oil, and it's that clean. Yeah, I'm burning uh, oil for my tractors because we we farm here also. Hydraulic fluid, everything that'll go in it, cooking oil, any kind oh, wow. of oil. And uh, I have a variable speed blower on it, so I can adjust the the air volume quite a bit depending on what I'm burning. But it just it. So how it works is you have an oil bath down in the bottom. Oil drips down in there, vaporizes because it's so hot above it. But the air is actually introduced above the oil bed. So what it does, it's it's uh, now those hydrocarbons, everything it mixes with the the air right there, and it burns everything off. So there's really, I took the chimney apart the other day just to make sure everything's clean. It's spotless. There's no soot. There's no particulates. You light that thing off, no smoke, no nothing. It's it is nice and it burns hot. You actually have to watch it. Because uh, I'll put the infrared on it, and the sides will be a thousand degrees. You shut the lights off; she's going a little bit, but oh, wow. heats heats the whole shop really well. The five gallon pail lasts me about ten hours in there, so it's not too bad. Yeah, especially from a waste product. Yeah, I just I just did uh, I put that diesel heater in my plate in my shop actually uh, in the last week or so, and I fired it up. It was working pretty good too. I, I'm I'm happy that I did it now. I was kind of was something I was thinking about. And then I saw you doing that with the waste oil. And I was like, yeah, this is probably where I should head. Cause I need, I need some heat in there when I'm not forging so that I can just now, do like welding projects and stuff like that. So how do you like the diesel heater? So I picked one up myself. I have to put it in yet, but. Um, honestly, you might as well throw the directions away. Uh, <laughs> they are terrible. Um, but other than that, um, the build quality is decent and it fires up and it's throwing heat. So I put some ductwork on mine after I got it, uh, fired up and it seems to do quite well. Um, so now it, I've got it pushing out four inch lines out into the shop a little bit deeper so that it gives me a little bit more heat or it gives me heat where I need it. Yeah. And, uh, so it's kind of, it's on either, it pushes down on either side of the anvil. So it's not 
put heat on top of me while I'm working, but it's heat everywhere else that I need it. So isn't that, isn't that funny how the little things we do when you live in a cold place, so many different ways you try to heat your shop just so your balls aren't rolling around on the floor. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, this one too, it has, um, so I did a little test with it without the duct work on it and it was like minus three in the shop and I set it up to run for 15 minutes. I was on clubhouse with the guys talking, but in the 15 minutes, it brought the shop up two degrees Celsius, whatever that is in Fahrenheit. But, um, so I went from like negative to almost, almost zero. So almost freezing. And then I think within, I think I tried an hour run after that. And I was getting, I think it was four or five degrees by the time I, that hour was up. And that was without the ductwork kind of doing some work, do, helping me out a little bit. Yeah. So I think, um, uh, well, I'm kind of tied up with the woodworking right now. But once I, well, I would say sometime here in March, I'll be out there in a the shop a bit doing, I got a few welding projects to, to work on. So um, it'll make, it'll make life, life uh, much, much better out there. Yeah. But what, what else did you use, like, like you've got a fairly large shop, like it's size wise. So the, the blacksmith shop is, it's only 25 by 28 with 12 foot ceilings. Only. Only. The the front, I'm moving the wood shop down from upstairs because that was a stupid ass idea. I built, he's just (laughs) shaking his head. Yes, because he knows. I built this big, I built this big, uh, cherry and walnut dresser for my wife six feet wide five feet tall and she she motherfucked me every step of the way down the stairs as she was helping me move (laughs) it down from the wood shop and she's asked me what kind of idiot puts a wood shop on the second floor of a building and you know i think she was right (laughs) so the front of the barn that shop will also be 25 by 28 and that leaves me with the entire 28 by 50 second floor for whatever and but anyway i have a big sawdust burner that i built i'll heat with that sometimes it's just a barrel inside of a barrel that if i load wood pellets in it that'll burn the entire weekend uh have the diesel heater which i haven't hooked up yet i have that waste oil burner which honestly probably works better than anything so far i have a wood stove up on the second floor where the wood where the wood shop was I like to be warm. I work in boiler rooms all day, working on burners, so cold <laughs> shop is not in my program. I guess not. No, I'm a pansy. I am just a little princess. <laughs> I can deal with the cold, but I can't deal with wind and cold. Yeah, we got plenty of both up here. So if you go back through the old, gosh, I I did close to 300 videos building that shop, and I'll go back through once in a while just to check view counts and whatnot and uh you see those videos where i'm out there working on it and it's 10 below outside and the wind's whipping snow's whipping through and there's no walls on that thing and i'm just cutting joinery and because we farm so summertime i had no time to work on it springtime i'm getting haying equipment ready and you know the deal yeah and i'm thinking man i was dealing with that pretty well but i wouldn't do that now if, if that was today be a whole lot of fuck that you know <laughs> i can only imagine oh yeah but 
That was fun till I fell off it. That was a good project. <laughs> <laughs> then it ceased to be fun. That'll happen. That will happen. That will happen. Yeah, I built, well, I rebuilt my shop. and that, Mine's only 12 by 12, and I had to jack it up and stuff. I did that in June and July, which was kind of sucked because it was warm. <laughs> but <laughs> I would, like, not, not like nice warm. Like, yeah. Like, we have, our temperatures are hot and then humid at the same time. So it just yep. sucks. And then not not being a small person that's not doesn't help either. <laughs> sweat running down the crack of your ass like Niagara out there and stuff like that sucks. Yeah, that's an image I don't. Oh <laughs> well, no, an image that's an image I don't condone. <laughs> no, I don't blame you, but now your whole audience has that image. See, see what we did there. Yeah, I know. Oh. <laughs> At least we know they're in plaid pajama pants. Yes. Yeah, if you put shorts on, you might not be so hot. That's it. Oh man. <laughs> Let's change the subject real quick. <laughs> Make what you fear is going on. Uh if you're participating, don't forget to tag us in your five posts. The challenge this year is to uh use a new medium, a new process, or a project you have failed at in the past. Uh please tag uh hashtag MWYF2024 for Make What You Fear 2024. And don't forget to tag the Working Hands podcast on Instagram. That is now running until the 31st of March, the last day in March. So there's uh, about five weeks left. About five weeks, yeah. About five weeks left. So um, it's, we should start seeing it to ramp up with more people participating. So get out there, make what you fear, and... Uh, we got some phenomenal prizes for that. Uh, we have a prize back from Sabretooth, one from Maritime. We have one from Gnome Hammers putting in a hammer set, Maker Camp ticket for the Silver Pass, Housemaids putting in some prizes, Total Boat, Bow Shield T9, and our good buddy Rob DeMarco. He's, he's making a few items to give out. So um, definitely start participating, posting about it, tagging us. Uh, we look forward to what you're seeing. Maybe next week we'll do a rundown of what we've seen so far. Um, so look forward to that. And uh, yeah, that's all the housekeeping. We can get back to talking about what's gone down Tony's ass crack now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's going to be quite the show title. <laughs> yep, Tony's ass crack. I like it. I think it's a it's a good fit, Tony. I think it'll just be pajama pants. There you go. Pajama pants, yeah. No, I'm sorry, guys. My sense of humor is just, it's, I don't know how to behave in a social setting. You guys should know that by now. I think oh, we do. We're well aware. <laughs> more, than believe, more than happy to have you on here. Don't worry. I believe that's why you're on here. <laughs> you, you've gotten pretty tame so far. The after show, who knows what's going to happen over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you go on somebody's podcast, and I listen to you guys quite a bit, like how much of yourself do you really let out there you know before the cops come and all that good stuff i mean if it's late night around the fire maker camp jokes i've had people there walk away from me because it's gotten so bad but that's on them <laughs> pansies <laughs> i was gonna say i've heard some stuff come out of you and i've never thought to walk away so <laughs> i maybe know that's maybe that's just on me <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all the, the... For me, it's like, what's coming on next? <laughs> yeah, let's just see what's next. <laughs> I'm sticking around for the show. <laughs> yeah. So I get a 16-year-old son who's even worse because he doesn't have a conscience about it yet. Mm. And uh, one of my fun things to do is give him my coworker's phone number. And, uh, oh, my God, the stuff that kid sends to them about their mothers and stuff like that, it's its unreal. <laughs> it is friggin' hilarious. But I'm a horrible father, too. It's <laughs> I'm just, they'll survive, though, I'll tell you that. They don't have a sensitive bone in their bodies anymore. Oh, dear. No, really, it's fun. It's a good time. <laughs> You just had Keith say, oh, dear. I know. I like it. I like it. He's finally smiling, though, isn't he? Look at him. Look at him over there grinning like an idiot. You know, it's great. Sounded like he's the sensible one out of this group. I know. At the moment. At the moment. At the moment. moment. Oh, yeah. Now, one of my favorite things to do is, you guys ever see people on, uh, I don't do Facebook a lot, but once in a while, if I'm, so I sell my tools a lot through groups on Facebook. So I'll, I'll go on there and once in a while I'll see one of my apprentices' girlfriends do this big Shakespearean I love you baby post on the old Facebook. And <laughs> God help those apprentices if they respond because they hear about it for a full day. My son made the mistake of responding to his girlfriend's I love you baby Facebook post. So I gave his number to all the guys I worked with. And they had fun <laughs> with that for an entire day. <laughs> But uh, I never knew what an Anaheim knuckle buster was until my son told one of my co-workers he was going to give him one. Don't look that up. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. Nope. All right, Tony, let's thank those patrons. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> All right. We'll start here with uh, Corey of Odyssey CNC, Christy of Twisted Twine, Annette of 513 Woodworks. Full steam design by Chris Powell, Lillian Archer Photography, David Beck with Makes. Are you looking it up? <laughs> NB Woodfinery. Uh, in our top tier, we have Eastbroke Studios, Danelle Smith Christian, Brian Drennan, Lawrence Maritime Nice Supply.com, Adam of Uncle Sam Metalworks, Brian Housewort of Housemade.us, Matt of Wooden Mustache, Brad of Brad's Customs, David and Joanna at Wideworks. Chad of Chad's Custom Creations, Ryan of No Mammer Forge, David of DW Wood Builds, Matt of First Duke Construction, David or Daniel in Drizzy, and Andrew of Hatch Made It. Thank you all. We appreciate it. That was a good yeah, way to break all. that up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when, Tony, when Tony was reading, I did look it up, and uh, it's great. You should look it up. You really should. Show you your really wife. should. I, I, I don't know what Jim was saying where you shouldn't look it up. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a fantastic move. Um, the uh, If you are a patron of ours or you want to become a patron of ours, since we're nearing the end of the month, now's the time to get in on the Gnome Hammer uh, giveaway that he does. Uh, he allows the patrons of our podcast to get in on it, and he gives away a custom hammer he makes every every month to give away. So, um all you gotta do is sign up and be a patron of ours. If you want extra tickets, you can be a patron of Gnome Hammers or there's some other podcasts out there that also do it. You can be a patron of those too. Oh man, the Anaheim Knuckle Bus. That should be the name of the episode. <laughs> that should be. You know how many people are gonna be looking that up right now? 
Yeah. If you're driving, please pull over before you look that up. <laughs> Kids these days, you know, they, they say the darndest things. I've never heard that before. It's uh, interesting. Neither had I or any of my apprentices. Yeah, that's weird. I guess I should really monitor my kids' internet traffic. Yeah. But they have names for everything. Oh, it's fantastic. Even on that Urban Dictionary, there's a name for everything. Yeah. Yeah, there well, is. Well, that's, that's where it came. That's what just popped up. It was the <laughs> Urban Dictionator. Dictionator. Hey, what yeah. are you doing over there? Uh, nothing. <laughs> All right. What do you say we head on over to the after show, boys, before this turns into For something me, we can't post? I, I got a lot to let out now. <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you, Jim? That'd uh, be the Tradesman Channel on YouTube and the Tradesman Channel on Instagram. Go give him a follow. He's a fantastic craftsman. If you want to find me, I'm at Blackthorn Concepts. Tony's at Woodland Iron. Both of us can be found at Working Hands Podcast. If you could rate and review the show, five stars is always great on the podcatcher of your choice. But more importantly, if you share the show with your friends, that really gets our name out there. There's no algorithm pushing podcasts. So the only way that we get pushed is uh, through you sharing the show, whether it's on Instagram or telling people to listen or going in and putting a review on, on your spouse's phone for us. That would be great, too. Um, but, yeah. With that, I think we're going to head on over to the after show. Later. Later. See ya.